1: Did you enjoy our live stream, Brown John? If so, there's another one coming up on the 22nd of April.
0: If you didn't see it because you were busy or just an idiot, then you should check it out because the reviews we got for the first one were sensational.
1: Hmm. Find out more about it on our Twitter and also you can get your tickets. What's our website called again? Machine. TFTimemachine.com.
0: TFTimemachine.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, tickets the links, are available the there. Links will be up there. Yeah, twenty second of April, seven pm. Loads of great stuff. Um, get involved. Here we, Here we go.
0: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Shade. I am Andy Hot Body Dawson. Pop, pop, pop I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's another episode where we're just going through some of the mailbag. Uh, Well, not really. We've read about two letters out in two episodes. But uh, just at the end of the last one, Sam, you were about to tell us about a letter. So that ties in. I was was talking about
0: my first job in magazines. Uh, Can I tell the
1: story? Because I think there's someone at the door again. OK. While
0: Anne's gone. Yeah, I was talking on the last podcast about my first job in magazines, which was at Men's Health magazine when I was a young whippersnapper in the late 90s. And... um, I was like the junior, the editorial assistant. So, you know, basically you'd have to do loads of admin and making the tea and all that sort of stuff. But once in a while, they'd chuck you a bone and give you a proper little journalistic assignment to do. That was the payoff, you know. And um, last week I talked about an argument I had with a mattress company, (laughs) which is more interesting story than it sounds. And one of the first um, little projects I was given by the editor was, it was the 98 World Cup was coming out. And weirdly, not many people in the office at that magazine were football fans, which is strange. Um, so they said, oh, you, you like football. You do a you can basically edit our World Cup special. Right. And I said, yeah. Oh, my God. This is like a dream come true, because really, I I'm wished back. I was working on a football I'm, magazine anyway.
1: I'm back just to say it was next door collecting the parcel oh, that it came in the previous episode. <laughs>
0: So I said, Sorry, yeah, all continue. right, I'll do it. What do you want to do? And they said, you have to do everything. You have to, like, write it. You have to think. You have to flat plan it where you work out what pages go where. You need to uh, even organise all of the pictures and all of that sort of stuff for it, right? That you can do. You organise a, a, a photo shoot to go as, like, the main page, for, the main opening pages for it. And I was like, well, oh, fucking hell, this is great. It's like editing my own little Mac. Which is, you know, at that age, it was like a, you know, it was like four pages just within the main magazine, but it felt like a huge, like, opportunity and a bit of excitement. So, um, obviously, it being men's health, they said, what we want your angle to be is how to enjoy the World Cup in a healthy way. Fucking boring, obviously, right? But whatever. So, I wrote something. It was a bit like Rig Life. I, I made the whole thing like have the best World Cup on your sofa ever right right. and for the opening spread I did arrange for we got a studio and we dressed it like the ultimate world cup rig right so it's like your dream rig so like with like and and everything in there you could buy so like we, we made it so we got like these amazing like reclining sofas a mini fridge with your beers in do you know what I mean? A cinema screen with projector. All of that yeah, sort of like yeah. lads wet dream Literal sort of thing. dream stuff. Yeah, all that sort of, you know, boy dead bollocks, right? <laughs> and um, and it was the opening spread and it was like Men's Health Guide to the Ultimate World Cup from your sofa. And it being Men's Health, it, you had to do really annoying things. Like on the table in front of them, there was some low-fat snacks, yeah. right? Rather than like really like high-calorie ones. And <laughs> there was like...
1: Chips. Yeah, exactly. We'd
0: research, we'd research some fucking you know, low-calorie beers or whatever, and we had to have four lads on the sofa all enjoying the football, right? Yeah. And obviously that was bollocks too, because it's that thing that they still do now in football adverts where people who don't know anything about football or football fan culture imagine what it's like. So what yeah. they always do in the adverts, especially in the gambling ones, is they make football fans look like they give much more of a fuck than any of us really do in real life because we're grown-ups. So it's always like, oh, it's always slowed down and there's sweat and there's a voiceover going, you know, Sean Bean or Mark Strong's going, your pulse is racing, your temples begin (laughs) to sweat, (laughs) the hairs on the
1: back of your neck step up,
0: right? And really you're just like half looking at it but mainly chatting to your mate about the fact it's just had a vasectomy. Or, or you're on the edge,
1: you're literally on the edge of the sofa, with your hands yeah. on your knees, and arm outstretched. <gasps> <gasps> yeah,
0: well, it's like we talked before. Because there's some fucking twatty executives at an ad agency going, "Yeah, I mean,
1: these people treat it like a religion, <laughs> and the football stadium is like their church. The very, the very, um, the very best, I don't know if this is the right word, but uh, subnormal. And yeah. uh, this is kind of this is where yeah. they get their the kicks they're and their thrills. People,
0: yeah. they're uneducated people. They they attach uh, significance and importance to football as we would attach to, for instance, money or status.
1: <laughs> the opera,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, uh, being a cunt, and so <laughs> and so. Anyway, I you know we, there was there was elements of that to this thing I was doing. Anyway, so the I, uh, I had I had three blokes right, and one was wearing an England shirt. Mm. and then the person doing the shoot says what do you want the other two in and i said stick stick one in a uh england home shirt stick the other one in an england away shirt mm. and then stick the third one uh stick him in a brazil shirt i said because brazil are favorites and they're everyone's second team there's something glamorous and fun about brazil yeah. stick them in a the brazil shirt and i go yeah all right and uh it was fucking stupid because you know, first of all any get together where there's three adult men wearing football shirt pristine new football shirts you sort of if i turn up to a football get together like that i'm turning round and leaving straight away hello we've all been to jd sports and got some new football shirts (laughs) i got the england home he got the england away and he got brazil because it's his second team
1: (laughs) we've
0: got some low-fat snacks would you like one this is a twiglet
1: <laughs> Fuck hell! No, I'm Fuckin going on. Who are these cunts? <laughs> yeah. What church are you from? Are you trying yeah. to recruit
0: us? Yeah, I would have called it. I should have called this story World Cup for cunts.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what made it yeah. extra funny was the only models at Men's Health that you could use were really hunky guys, right? <laughs> yeah. So they all were like really fresh-faced with sort of American hairstyles, right? <laughs> and uh they were and they just didn't quite look the part at all and they're all in these brand new shirts with the labels still on
1: yeah
0: anyway I, I was tremendously excited despite the fact the whole thing was shit i was like tremendously excited to be given the responsibility to do this and it went out and i was so excited you know i'm telling like my family and my friends i'll get get the magazine this month because i, I did the whole world cup thing and, you know proud like you are when you get first like taste the responsibility in a job and i was really happy about it and um Anyway, I used to, because I was the editorial assistant, when I wasn't doing fun things like that, I had to do things like open the editor's mail, right?
1: Right. So every yeah. day
0: there'd be lots of letters to the editor and I'd have to open them and sort of sift them.
1: I've opened your letters. Yeah,
0: it was like that. <laughs> sir, sir, I've opened your letters. I've redacted the bits that are unpleasant or unkind. <laughs> the bits that will displease you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I hope, a hope quite- you find these to your satisfaction, sir. There was about three or four letters that came the next month, right? Right. That were fucking from Scotland fans going, right. I I got your fucking magazine, okay? <laughs> and, to the world cook, and you had two bastards in an England shirt, right? And I wouldn't have minded that so much, but the third bastard was in a Brazil shirt. And you know full well that we played <laughs> Brazil fucking... in our opening game, right? Oh, and I, yeah. maybe that is something I should have thought of. But I thought it was a Lampardi point to make, I suppose. In but I absolutely freaked out, mate. I fucking yeah. freaked out. It was only three or four letters. They were pretty angry.
1: Yeah. But the editor was not... Did you have to open not... these letters and then give them to the editor?
0: No. That's the point of the story. Oh. I destroyed them. Because oh. I was so scared. Because I was only young. <laughs> and you know what it's like when you're young? I thought, looking at The editor is still now, to this day, one of my best mates, Right. Really right. good mate of mine, right? And I don't know if I've ever told this story, but well, I, I I should tell him, okay, look, just so you know, when I first knew you, I destroyed quite a lot of mail that I thought might reflect <laughs> just, badly on me.
1: <laughs> just so you know, I have manipulated my entire career <laughs> based on one incident. <laughs> did you take Did you take board. the letters to an abandoned underground park car park and like Buried burn them. them in a building or West something way, like
0: that? In London, yeah. Oh, you had in to burn in concrete. Them. They
1: might get discovered.
0: They might do one day, them. yeah. Fuck! I poured wet cement. I, there was a huge ditch, and I had, I had, I, I got a big truck to pour wet cement, like <laughs> fucking <laughs> gallons of wet cement onto it. <laughs> like they're deep in the <laughs> ground underneath <laughs> cement now.
1: You, you dug, you dug a trench with a teaspoon just for all times' sake. I, I shredded them first, the <laughs> and I
0: had one of those shredders that go two ways, crisscross shredders. Oh, but, best kind.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: people do. Painstakingly sellotape these letters together.
1: It can be done. Yeah, you gotta yeah. burn. gotta burn the evidence. I
0: know. I'm worried. You now. Can.
1: But the thing is, he
0: is not a football fan. He wasn't a football fan. That was why I ended up doing the job because no one in the mm. office it was a weird fucking bunch there. That they none of them were into football apart from me. That's why I got the fucking nod to do this thing. And mm. none of them would have known, understood, or cared if they'd seen like that. Yeah. But you know, when you're yeah. a kid, you're fucking out, fucking out, ah. There's a, I mean, God. Imagine if I'd reacted that badly about Pharmacy Gate, although I kind of did. But if you compare it, <laughs> if you compare it to Pharmacy Gate, where there was, a, you know, a global campaign of two hundred fifty thousand yeah. complaints against yeah. me, right, and all emails and death threats and all the rest of mm. it, right. This was just four letters from some angry Scotsman, and I was like, <laughs> destroy them, destroy. I'll them. say
1: this though. I'll say this if. There was no emails and no social media and the pharmacists had to put pen to paper to they register the their disgust and go to the fucking post box and put a stamp on it and post mm. it. How many complaints would you have really got?
0: Yeah, but... 14, you
1: know. something like that.
0: How many death threats would I have had? Just three two. or four. Yeah, three, maybe maximum. two death threats from disgruntled pharmacists threatening to give me the wrong prescription so I may die because of a thing I said. On a sofa next to Vanessa Feltz. Right. (laughs) I went to a new pharmacist yesterday that I don't usually go to because I was passing. I need to pick up a prescription. And I walked in. It was a super drug. And I walked in and I handed it to them. And usually I go to a small neighborhood chemist. Right. But instead I went to a big chemist, super drug. (laughs) Right. And I gave it to them. I gave them the prescription. They looked at it. Then they looked at me. Then they looked at yeah. it again. Yeah. And then they went backstage. You know, they had their backstage area. Oh, and of yeah. course, I've straightway thought, well, the local chemist knows me. I'm in there for quite regular prescriptions. The local
1: chemist and I have had a conversation. We've smoothed things over. Everything's yeah. fine. I, I think
0: <laughs> that if they do know that I am the Sam Delaney who was targeted by a massive global death campaign by their industry, then yeah. they've made peace with that. Mm. But I am. Um, they Went backstage and I saw I did get genuinely no joking. I got like I started to get paranoid because they were just gone yeah. for fucking ages. And yeah, I like to, gone be back told,
1: there to to google you and have a look. I, I like
0: to be told by a chemist if, if, if how long the wait's going to be. I don't think that's too much to ask because sometimes yeah. they've got some. Oh, we've already got some, we've got some pre mixed back door backstage. Yeah. We'll just get it for you straight away. Sometimes they say that, or sometimes they go, Oh, we're gonna we've got have to mix that.
1: A, this, this tonic. Yeah, you've come for we've got some pre-mixed
0: yeah I was going for my hair <laughs> oh, to, to try and we, I'm we on a prescription to try and make my we, hair grow back
1: we we haven't got any so we're going to have to uh, fire up the kiln or <laughs> yeah. the vat or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is they, they do the, you know the sometimes
0: cauldron. they say well, it's going to be 10 or 20 minutes so yeah. if you've got anything else to do go and do that and then I'll, I'll go off usually do a bit of other just high street stuff mate do a bit of high high street, street, street stuff in. yeah just go and do a bit of high street in
1: been missing out on all that lately, oh haven't no, we? I can't wait it's coming good, good back. Price good. Jalapeno.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
1: jalapeño
0: but these guns they just didn't come out for ages. I thought it's a bit rude right because I'm just yeah. fucking stood in the middle of this COVID pandemic right and um, and then a different chemist to the one who originally took the prescription comes out and she goes like this she looks at the prescription and she goes is it Sam Delaney and I went yeah <gasps> and then she went oh I was just checking just checking that I was reading that properly, right? And I thought, what's she mean by that? I started to get dead para. Because I looked at a prescription, because often doctors' um, writing's very messy, but this said Delaney very clearly, right? Yeah. yeah. So then she's disappeared, and they've gone for she ages to make again. Sure.
1: She wanted to make sure it was you.
0: Then she's come out, by this stage, I've convinced myself that what they're doing is mixing rat poison, poison. into my yeah. pills, right? A, a different, a third different chemist come out. By this stage, I'm all over, psychologically and emotionally, I am all over the place, right? Jesus. And they come out, and a different one comes out. And she goes, "Can I just get, go? down in the bag. Then, as I go to grab it, she sort of hesitates a bit and goes, "Can I just check, just check? Is this for you? Mm. And I went, "Yes, yeah, for me. And she went, "Okay, you're not picking up someone else. I go no. She goes, "Okay. And then she gave it to me, and I thought, "That's fucking weird. All of this is fucking weird. Anyway, I'm out with my wife and I said to her, Fucking hell, it was a weird carry on in the in the uh,
1: hell. in the super
0: truck yeah. just then. I think the <laughs> chemists are on to me. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, fuck me, not this again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Job, Sam
0: <laughs> I had gone really barmy. I was like, They're fucking onto me. They went back to mixed up poisons into my pills. And I started really um examining the blister pack. Yeah. See, it's had a long-term psychological impact on me. That whole See if incident. It had been tampered. They hadn't been tempted. I, I They hadn't been tampered. I took a couple when I got home, and I'm still standing now. So still all right. I'm sorry for judging super drug, but what I'm saying is, those chemists were nice, and they were pro- the drug that I was picking up mm. was a is a controlled substance. Okay. Right. And and my good wife said, "Didn't you say that was a controlled substance that can be taken to excess for thrills?" And I was like, yeah,
1: because
0: <laughs> my doctor who prescribed them once said, be careful on that. This is what he actually said. Be careful on that stuff. I mean, I know you're not doing all that anymore, but some lads fucking neck a fistful. He I I knew one lad, he necked fistfuls of them, then jumped on his motorbike and rid 100 mile per hour down an A road. And he said it was the only way he could get his kicks. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's what the doctor said. I'm Which not, is a bad uh, thing to say to a recovering addict because it may mean yeah, to fucking hell. So if I take a fistful of these then, yeah. and, and then go out riding around on my Vespa, I might get a bit of a thrill.
1: You, you Well, if you're tech, no, I'm going to put you on these. If you do tech more than six in one go, you will get thrilled. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so don't, unless you want
0: a thrill, but probably not. Because <laughs> cause I'm looking at your notes here and I'm saying, no, best not. But just know that that will definitely happen. You
1: need to, you, your kind of thrills need to be non-drug. You need to yeah. get your thrills from going running, looking at the flowers, talking to uh, a cat, stuff to like that. Gonna, Don't uh, take this that you drink up
0: to eight cups of tea a day. Is that still the case? Yes, it is. Good, good. Uh, but you haven't been eating six pills or anything like that. No. All right. Now it does say on your notes. It says thrill seeker. Are you still a thrill seeker? Yeah, well, yeah. I was. I don't. I didn't low, think it was something you could get over. Low, low, low level
1: thrills, you know, not massive yeah, yeah. ones. Right, right that is a problem.
0: I don't usually prescribe these particular pills to thrill seekers. <laughs> but in your case, because I like you, I like your face. You've got a kind face. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna trust you, and I'm gonna sign this prescription. But don't go no seeking thrills on these pills.
1: I'll, I'll amend your records to low level thrill seeker as well. <laughs> I'll also put self confessed. So that we know you've been a long about way. Like... It's
0: like pleading guilty in court. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing doctor.
1: <laughs> Fucking hell. So, um, how did we get there? Oh, it was the story about uh the, the World Cup. Yeah. I got a last...
0: letter from Dennis Wilkinson. He said, All, All right. right, cunts, idea for nice. a new tune machine episode. Sorry, we're we're right. crossing the streams here a bit. But if you're if, if you're listening to this, you probably are IFS, so it's all right. You'll have access to.
1: No, these are for Tune everyone, these episodes. These are listed oh, in the moment. Well, and if you don't ones, subscribe
0: to the Iron Piling Society on Patreon, then you won't be getting our top like Tune well, Machine t- episodes. Tune
1: Machine is now available free to air oh, nine yeah. months okay. later. So, they're all all Well, we
0: recently did a 96 chart, which obviously was tremendously yeah. thrilling for us both. We send you low-level thrills, obviously. Yeah, low-level thrills, just the sort of thrill that my doctor has prescribed. You're better (laughs) off just—I don't know. I mean, what pushes your buttons? We've all got something. Me personally, (laughs) I—me personally, I like birds with big tits. But what is it that turns you on? Mr Delaney. Um, Well, what I'm really into is Euro 96. (laughs) Right, okay, fine. You're into Euro 96. Well, why don't you just do a podcast
1: about that then? uh, That's understandable. There were a lot of birds with big tits around in Euro 96. It was like uh, a heyday
0: for big knockers.
1: (laughs) Me and you were quite similar, I think, Mr Delaney. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not as into Euro 96 as you, but... It, there's a big overlap, if are a Venn diagram between my passion and yours, there'd be a big overlap uh, zone. <laughs> I'll um, tell you
1: what, in this bit on your records where it says thrill stimulus, I'll just put birds with big tits because Euro 96 isn't going to make much sense to anyone else that reads it. So I'll, I'll like, just put it down oh, same don't, me.
0: don't write that, Doctor. Don't write that. I don't want that on my record. No, no, it's fine. No one's going to judge you for it. It's
1: fine. are loads of
0: folks. You'd be surprised at the amount of people I get through here who are into big tits. <laughs> here, take some of these. No, but I'm not but but I'm not, I wouldn't say that I really am into oh, big you like flat chest chested lasses, do you? No, no, I'm just not, I don't really look at women like that. Oh, so what's your wife like then? How big her ass, roughly? You don't have to give me an exact size. Have you got any pictures? <laughs> do a drawing for me. You see a, has she got a healthy bosom? Or? <laughs> uh, look, I just, I'm into Euro 96, but it's more of a cultural thing than anything to do with what?
1: Tits? Yeah.
0: So I just would like no mention of tits on my official NHS records.
1: <laughs> well, it makes suit it easier For everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> suit yourself, but I can tell you this is going to confuse a lot of folks. If you ever get involved in an emergency, you <laughs> run over or out like that, and they get you, they have to get quick access to your notes what, and, and wait, understand what, them very quickly.
1: What's what's this thrill stimulus? We need to know. Quick. Euro <laughs> yeah. 96. Euro 96. I don't understand what that means. Is it, I
0: don't know, it, does it mean big tits or what? <laughs> That's what will happen, and you may die. But it's your choice. You're I'll tell patient. you what
1: I'll do. I'll meet you halfway. I'll put in, I'll put. Birds with big tits, then I'll put in brackets, mainly from Euro 96. (coughs) All right, are you happy with that? What about if I put in
0: brackets, Melinda Messenger, (laughs) (laughs) etc.? Then they'll know that it's more of a niche that you're into, rather than, like (laughs) me, or big tits from through the ages.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, fine, fine.
0: Okay, I just want to go. Just give me the pills. Good. Remember (laughs) what I said? No don't fucking nicking them six at a don't, time.
1: Don't want you getting thrilled.
0: <laughs> so anyway, Dennis Wilkins hmm. said, I definitely tune machine episode. We send in suggestions for now. That's what I call Euro 96 in. Sam mm-hmm. gets to do his own shine compilation. If you l- listened recently, you'll know that my Jesus dad Christ. in the nineties during a nervous breakdown, or I don't know if it was a nervous, breakdown, a midlife crisis yeah. had every single volume of he was the Shine CDs yeah. even though yeah. he was in his 50s
1: Yeah.
0: Um. and Andy gets to be a grumpy twat <gasps> Dennis Wilkinson <laughs> what do you expect to achieve from an email like this as he pulls apart our suggestions win win right, okay. mine would be Australia by the Mannix and then he sent a follow up email I think probably out of fear of you mm. judging that although I don't think you mind the Mannix it said, and I don't, he sent a follow-up email a few minutes later going, by the way, I don't even like the Mannix, whiny cunts. I can see what he's done there. That's the sort of thing I'd do mm. if I was worried that you were going to hate on a band yeah. that I liked. I'd quickly say, yeah. oh, actually, I don't really like them.
1: Yeah, I really like Everything Must Go by the Manics that album, especially yeah. the title track. I'd choose Everything Must Go over Australia, but whatever. What, what about, doing it, so it doesn't what about matter?
0: Um, if you tolerate this, it. then your children will be next?
1: Yeah, I like that. That's good. That good. The, the album was decent, but not quite as good as Everything Was go but good. Yeah. Then I kind of lost interest after that. Well, I'm Design sure still... for Life, is that what it's called? Oh, look, yeah, that's, that's that's, so that's a Everything Was score. Yeah, that's a great song, yeah.
0: Look, the funniest talk... name, one of the funniest names for a song ever is the song Kevin Carter.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a better fella called Kevin Carter, isn't it? So I like it because funny, that? isn't it?
0: Right. The, the record except right? You're going all the way to the top, boys. Everyone wants a piece of the Manics. You're going to be like Wales's answer to the Beatles. What's the next song you've got coming out of your spectacular hit factory? It's called Kevin Carter. What? <laughs> that no one's going to buy that. Well. People bought Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, but Eleanor Rigby's got a charm to it, hasn't it? <laughs> Kevin it's got, Carter. It's got a bit of mystery. Kevin Carter just sounds some fucking bloke who's just changed your tyres.
1: It sounds like a bloke of place for fucking Burnley or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Carter, I think,
0: was a, photog- a war photographer. Yeah, he was. Who took photos so disturbing that when mm. he got back to his dark room and developed them, he took one look and topped himself.
1: Yeah. Is yeah. that
0: true?
1: Something like that, yeah, I'm just having a look at yeah, it was the Sudan famine in nineteen ninety three. Um he won the Pulitzer Prize for that. Um and he, he took his life age thirty three. Started off as a sports photographer.
0: A bit uh, like that bloke who made yesterday's hero.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's Kevin Carter, yeah. Um What are we No, uh, we're not doing uh,
0: our own shine compilations, but thanks no. all the same for the email, Dennis Wilkinson.
1: One more quick one. Where is it? I've lost it now. Oh, for fuck's sake, there it is. Uh, Dis and that vet. This sounds good. From uh, Lewis Skinner, not Lewis Clare, who of course is our um, farmer. This is Lewis Skinner. And he started quite well. He started, all right, both. Quite like that. <laughs> he hasn't put our names all, or all right, cunts both. or anything yeah, well, He saved right,
0: himself a bit of time now, don't blame him.
1: Yeah. He says, took my dog to the vet the other day to be greeted by one of the most disandapt blokes I've ever met in my life. I took my mum and she apologised if our dog snapped at him or anything, bearing in mind that my dog is fucking tiny, to which the vet replied, "Uh, Madam, I've been doing this for 30 years. She's not exactly a Rottweiler. (laughs) He then then went out to explain one of his old colleagues was bitten in the face by a Rottweiler, which he found amusing. (laughs) One One of my mates got bit in the face. By a Rottweiler. <laughs> they were quite funny. Great quite day, day that to was. be honest. And he says, when it came to paying, I asked, "Do I need to come in to pay?" And he gave it the old, "Pay if you want, or drive off. I don't care, pussy cat. I get paid regardless." <laughs> good man. <laughs> and he says, "Sorry if this is shite. It made me laugh at the time." Oh, this is not shite. This is good. I like that. This is that bit. Pay, pay, <laughs> I don't I don't pay. Don't. don't pay. Don't bother. I'm on a flat fee. <laughs> to me, mate. I'm on a Could wage. not give a
0: fuck, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: even That's if that. your animal dies, I still get paid. It's amazing, <laughs> but it's true. It's the contract I insisted on.
1: <laughs> My mate had got bitten bit by the Rottweiler in the face. He didn't get bonus or anything. still got the same 120 so, quid a week. Swings and
0: roundabouts. I've yeah. got the freedom, but at the same time, don't have the security, so, you
1: know. That's the vetting game, though. In a nutshell. Right, that's it from this episode. Thanks so much if you've enjoyed it. We'll be back with some topical stuff soon after our Easter holiday. Um You can go on holiday in your own mind. I like to travel into my own heart.